Hello, and welcome to the Organize for Success podcast, the show where we provide organizing tips and solutions so you can get organized, simplify your life, and create more time so you can do the things you love to do. I am your host, Kathy McEwen, and myself and my team help those with clutter clear their clutter, get organized, and pack and unpack. We help organize homes and offices and also help organize moves. So you ready? Let's get organized. Hi, and welcome to the Organize for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kathy McEwen, and I want to thank you so much for stopping by. On this episode, I'll be providing 10 simple tips to organize your kitchen and yourself so you and your family can eat healthy without feeling overwhelmed. In fact, eating healthy doesn't have to be complicated. It requires three main elements. One is getting organized, two is shopping the outside aisles of the grocery store, and three, getting back into your kitchen or hiring your own personal chef, which seriously, I have thought about it. I want to do it. I would love to have my own chef cook me healthy meals. But for those of us who don't have a personal chef, there are strategies we can do, and um, I'm going to be discussing 10 of them right now. And by the way, I am planning on taking my own advice here because I want to start eating healthier as well. I don't know about you, but I know that when I'm tired or feeling down, the last thing I want to do is cook, especially if the kitchen is not organized and clean. It is so much easier and less stressful if your kitchen is clean and organized before you start cooking. And we're going to chat more about that in a bit. Before we get into the 10 tips, I wanted to give you one small tip, and that is to tackle a little bit at a time, get your feet wet, and before you know it, you'll be cooking and eating healthier meals faster than you can go through a drive-thru. Okay, maybe not that fast, but you get what I mean. But seriously, going through a drive-thru every night is not a deal, and I'm not saying that you do that, but let's focus on getting your kitchen and yourself organized for healthy eating. So tip number one is set an intentional goal. Getting clear of why you want to make this change and setting clear goals will help you stay on track when things get busy. Do you want to feel better? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to find it excuse me, easier to cook meals and eat healthier? Whatever your goal may be, write it down. So once again, what is it that you want to do? How do you want your kitchen to function better and why do you want to start eating healthy? So write it down if that's what you want to do. If you want to feel better, you may want to lose weight, uh, you may just want it to be easier to cook meals and eat healthier. So write it down and revisit it whenever you're feeling unmotivated. Just go back to those goals. Try sticking to your goals. And by the way, if you want more info on achieving goals, When you're done this episode, hop on over to episode number seven, which is called How to Become More Productive in Seven Easy Steps. Lots of good tips in that episode. Okay, so number one was set an intention or goal. Number two is clean and declutter declutter your kitchen. And you knew I was going to say that, right? (laughs) When your kitchen is cluttered, it is easier to make excuses like, I don't have enough workspace to prep my food or I need a bigger kitchen to do this or I've had a long day and I don't feel like digging out that blender in the back of my cupboard. Any of those sound familiar to you? 
So a clean and decluttered kitchen will help you be more motivated. If you have a lot of clutter on your kitchen counters or table, that usually means to me that either you haven't put the items back in the proper places or your cupboards are full and there's no room to put the items away. So once again, if you have a lot of items that are on your kitchen counters or your kitchen table, that tells me that the reason is either you haven't put the items back into the proper homes yet, or you don't have room in the covers to put them away. So now they're starting to pile on your counters. And that's pretty common. So if that's your case, not to worry, you're not alone. It's actually quite common. But you will need to then organize your kitchen cupboards so that you can make space for those items. So, uh, or you got to stop buying so many items. So you can only organize so much in your cupboards. And if you have too many items, it's really difficult to organize. So what I'm saying is that if your cupboards are full and you're putting things on your counters, then it possibly could mean that you just have too many items. And that's why you don't have the space for what you have. So in that case, that tells me you have to have less items in your cupboards for and be organized. And it's better to have less items and be organized than have too many items and be full of clutter. So it's just a, a little tip for you to keep in mind if your cupboards are full, that you may want to stop buying quite as much stuff so that your cupboards are full. And you might have to go to the store and buy uh, your food more often, but that is better than having a cluttered kitchen, right? Number three is reorganize your kitchen for quick and easy access. So you want to reorganize your kitchen around your workspace. So if you're using the food processor, for example, then make it accessible. Pull it out, put it in the front of your cupboards. So you don't have to move anything to get to it. Don't put it at the back because if you're one to use it, then you're going to want it up front. And keep all your measuring tools in the same drawers so they are easily accessible. You don't want to be digging through all the other utensils trying to find what you were looking for, right? So keep them separate than some of your big items that are in your utensil drawers, like keep your measuring tools separate if you can. And also for daily use, everything you require should be within arm's length or you should be able to quickly grab it when you need it. So those items that you use daily in your kitchen should be within your arm's reach or at least it should be quick enough for you to grab it when you need it. So when you're thinking about reorganizing your kitchen, keep those in mind, those tips in mind. Like for example, are your spices near your stove? Are your dishes near your dishwasher? Are your cupboards organized so you can see what you have and nothing is pushed to the back where you cannot see it? If not, it's time to reorganize your kitchen so it is easy for you to quickly grab what you need. So once again, there's ways of organizing your kitchen so that those items are close by when you need them. And usually spices, we usually put near a stove and your dishes are often near a dishwasher, right? And your, your cupboards should be organized so that you can quickly grab what you need. And number four is create a system for yourself. So we're not talking your kitchen now. We're not talking about kitchen system. We're talking about a system for your own self now. And when you create a system for yourself, that could include when you'll actually sit down and create a meal plan 
or like, for example, well, maybe every Sunday morning before everyone wakes up in your family, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to create a meal plan, or I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do a grocery list. You should probably do both, right? You should probably create your meal plan and then based on your meal plan, create a grocery list. So if you do this ahead of time, that helps you create healthier meals. And by the way, I would suggest that you keep a grocery list in an area where all your family knows where it is. Maybe it's hanging on your fridge. Maybe it's just beside your fridge. Maybe it's in a drawer that's uh, everyone knows where it is. But you want to keep your grocery list somewhere, the pad, so that it is easy to access. Um, If you use an app for your groceries, then I would just suggest that's fine. That's actually a good idea. Just Maybe have it shareable so that other family members can add to the list as well if when they start taking something that happens to be the last of it, right? So make sure that your list is able to be done with all family members who can write on the, the list. You'll also want to figure out when you or another family member will be doing the groceries and schedule time for that. And maybe perhaps you might say that you want to do your groceries every, I don't know, Friday, because the weekend's coming, you want to make sure you have enough groceries for the weekend and for the week, then that's fine. So just pick a time and try to stick to it if you can. And um, because a well thought off system creates a routine, and that routine develops into habits, right? So you'll start getting into the habit of always going to get the groceries at a certain time if you can. I know not everyone's schedule is not like that. But if you can, it makes it easier And if you have your meals planned ahead of time, that also helps. So speaking of meal planning, that is actually next up, which is number five. I'm going to talk about meal planning. But before I get into meal planning, I wanted to just quickly mention that if you're on Facebook and would like to join our free Organize for Success Facebook group, that's where I provide organizing tips almost daily, then feel free to request to join. I'd be happy to let you in. So once again, it's a free Facebook group where I provide lots of home organizing tips and photos. So feel free to join if you want. It's called Organize for Success. So you can find us at facebook.com groups slash organize for success. And I also want to just quickly mention that I'm doing a full, a full launch of the Calm the Clutter course. So I, if you've listened to a few episodes before, you know that I've been in the midst of developing a course. It's called Calm the Clutter. It is such a good course. It is way more than I thought it was going to be. I just kept adding more and more modules. So it is jam-packed with information. And I'm really excited because the students I have in the course right now are rocking it. They joined because they didn't know where to start when it came to home organizing and was feeling overwhelmed. And now they have already organized several rooms of their home. So it's a great course and we will be launching it very soon uh, within the next few weeks because I'm planning on having it launched by the beginning of May. Um, In this course, I provide weekly group coaching and accountability calls that are live. And that is where I am seeing results that the students are getting. Uh, They're there. I'm there to answer any questions that they may have, and I'm helping keeping them accountable. And uh, that is an option. You don't have to attend those, uh, those calls. It's an option. But if you want to, I'm there for you to support you. 
And it's a great feeling to have an organized home. So if you would like to be part of the community, stay tuned because registration will be very soon. If you want more information, send an email off to me at Kathy with a K, K K-A-T-H-Y at S-S-O-H dot C-A. That's Kathy with a K, K K-A-T-H-Y at S as in Sam, S as in Sam, O as in in octopus, H as in hands. So S-S-O-H dot C-A. And let me know, and I'll be sure to answer your emails. All right, so let's get into number five, which is meal planning. Start out easy. Try to incorporate meals that you've been cooking for years that don't require a lot of thought. Uh, You'll also want to look for those 30-minute recipes or even those recipes that don't have too many ingredients. You know, those ones that they say five ingredients or less to do this meal, like it, those are the ones I like because you don't have to think much about it. You don't have to get a lot of ingredients. They're easy. So, you know, look for those 30 minute recipes if you want, or those ones with uh, the least amount of ingredients for those busy nights, right? Because you don't have time for a lot of prep work and leave the longer, more involved recipes for weekends or your days off when you have more free time. So here's another tip for meal planning. I would suggest that you create a two-week plan of meals that you'll be cooking. So plan two weeks in advance if you can. And when you're cooking these meals, double or triple your batch so that you can freeze a meal or two for another day. I love to do that. It saves me so much time. Yeah, it's a bit of work when I am doing the batch. But you know what? If I'm doing one batch already, I might as well just double it or triple it. And then I have two or three meals. It just makes it so much easier. And don't forget to remember to take the food out of the freezer on those days that you are taking out the freezer meals that you've already done. Um, Also, you can try using a meal planning app. uh, Or, of course, you can use the good old paper for your system or a combination of both. There are some recipe apps that allow you to actually save directly from the site. So you don't have to copy and paste or rewrite, rewrite it into an, um, another app or another piece of paper. You can actually save them directly onto the site. So just Google those meal planning apps and I'm sure you'll come up with something that you might find useful. So that's number five, five which is meal planning. And let's go on to number six. So... Number six is shopping those outside aisles of the grocery store. So you've made your system, you've created a two-week plan, and now it's time to shop. So shopping the grocery store's parameters ensures that you will be eating more neutrally based meals because that is where all the fresh produce is, the meat, the dairy are. They're usually on those outside aisles, at least they are in my grocery stores. And You may be vegetarian or vegan or on a low carb diet, but either way, you'll find more of the healthier foods often at the outside of the aisles and the not so healthy food like bags of chips in the middle of the store. That's from my experience. That's why I usually see it. And we all like a treat now. And I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I'd be lying if I didn't admit this. I have a real thing for sweets but I'm really trying to stay away from those aisles as much as possible and focus on getting lots of veggies. So think about where I just skip those aisles altogether. I don't even go down them anymore. Um, So it's just a little tip. Stick with the healthier aisles 
Um, maybe you want it organic, gluten-free, whatever you want, just stick to the main aisles that you tend to buy from and the healthy ones and try to stay away from the non-healthy ones. Okay, number seven is wash and prep your groceries. So you're going to want to wash your produce. I'm sure you probably do this and remove the dirt and toxic chemicals from those pesticides, but also prep and measure any ingredients needed before, like needed for upcoming meals. So for example, do you like to use a crock pot? Um, I do. So if so, you can decide on upcoming meals you would like to cook in it or even if you're not using crock pot, it doesn't really matter. But if you, if the whole idea is to prep, prep your veggies and stuff ahead of time. So prep by cutting up your meats, your potatoes, your veggies, or whatever your recipe calls for, and put them in a large Ziploc bag or freezer type bags and label those bags with the date and the kind of meal it is. So put the date on as well as whatever it is, whether it's beef stew or vegetarian chili, whatever it may be, just put those veggies in a Ziploc bag, label it with the date because sometimes they get pushed to the back and you may wanna know exactly when you created this bag of food. So date and the kind of meal. That way you'll be ready to go when you need them. This is such a great time saver for the day that you are cooking the meals and you will be grateful when you just be able to grab something that's already done. It's a good feeling when you are organized for upcoming meals. So that's the prep that I was talking about. So you're gonna wash and prep your groceries. And number eight is make sure you read through an entire recipe. I don't know about you, but have you ever started cooking a new recipe and realized that you've forgotten something or missed a step because you didn't thoroughly read through the recipe? Take a few minutes and read through the ingredients and the directions. I also highly recommend that you read the notes. Like if, if you are um, getting a recipe online, then read the notes and even the comments um, below and just because sometimes people will, sometimes they change the recipe up and they'll put it in the comments and they'll say, hey, I just changed it to add this, this, and this. And um, and it's always good to have another opinion on recipes. So check out those comments, see if there's anything there that you may find useful. And you never know, you may like the new recipe when make, people make changes to it, you may even like it better. Number nine is have everything ready before you start cooking. And I, I do this all the time. I find it so much easier than reading a recipe and then going and get that ingredient and then measuring it and then getting the next ingredient and then measuring it. So go through the recipe instead and take out all the ingredients before you start creating your meal. Just pull them all out, have them on your counter, ready to go. And that way, when you do, everything will be out so you can qu quickly grab it when you need it. Also have your measuring spoons, your measuring cups, your bowls, or anything else that you will need out and ready to go. So have your ingredients and any tools, Chris, uh, any um, kitchen tools that you will find helpful, like a measuring cup, for example, and have them out and ready to go as well. And the best part is you can be doing all this while your oven is even heating up, right? So the first thing they usually say in a recipe is, I don't know, heat your oven to 350, for example. So do that first thing and then pull out all the ingredients and the, the um, tools that you need. 
And number 10 is reuse the meal plan weekly, biweekly, or monthly. So you know how I mentioned earlier about having a meal plan? Well, you can use that same meal plan over and over again, depending on how often you're okay with eating the same meals. Once you have a plan created, why not keep using it, right? Like meal planning will become easier as you go because you'll have, you're reusing previous meal plans and holding you know, maybe you want to change one or two recipes here and there. But when you have the meal plan already in place, and you like it, you might as well stick with it. The critical piece of advice that I can get view here in this episode is to get organized. You'll never use the food processor if it's buried in the back of the of your cluttered cupboard, right? So, you know, that food processor that you can also blend, you know, your smoothies and things like that. If it's in the back, you're never going to use it or it's going to be a lot more difficult and more frustrating to use. So be organized. Have your kitchen organized. Uh, try some, Trying something new is always a little challenging, especially after the novelty wears off. But the more organized you are, the easier it is to perform the task and the harder it is to make excuses that you can't do it, right? So set yourself up for success right out of the gate. And I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. Okay, so I just want to quickly remind you again that if you want to join our free Facebook group, Organize for Success, feel free to join. And I guess that's it for this episode of the um, Organize for Success podcast. And I want to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for sticking with me through these episodes. I really appreciate it. Stay tuned for more episodes coming your way. 